Oh, Shabbat Shalom. Glad that you're with us today on Tetelestai. We've been looking at the subject of being prepared for battle over the last week, and we've talked about Paul's section in his letter to the church at Ephesus on us putting on the whole armor of God. We've talked about this armor being armor that is from God to God and is God. It is the life of God in us. It is the life of Christ in us. And we'll see this as we move, continue to move through this. Paul talks about that we have to be aware of the schemes and strategies of Satan. And we have to be very informed, as it were, on the fact and know that Satan has strategies and schemes to work against you and I in our weaknesses. Our wrestling, our fight, our battle, our struggle is a serious one to the death. I mean, it is to the death. The enemy doesn't play games, as I said yesterday. And we're fighting supernatural powers, principalities, princes in the spiritual realm and the forces that work under them. We talked about how important the number 70 was and it had to do with 70 nations. 70 came down with Jacob, bulls at the tabernacle, 70 of them offered up for the nations, 70 leaders who ate with Moses before God on the mountain, 70 sent out by Yeshua, the prince of Persia, Daniel 10. We looked, talked a little bit about that and we talked about the devil being bound yesterday and the, 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 the area of in which he was bound and unable to continue to effectually work was in deceiving the nations. That's why the gospel could go forth with power. Not saying that the devil has been inactive, that the devil is no longer able to do anything. That's not the case. He still operates on a leash, obviously, held by God, but he is no longer, or was no longer, and we'll talk about that as well. He was no longer, after the ascension of Christ and his glorification, able to hold the nations in darkness anymore. He could not keep them in deceived and in darkness, the nations that were ruled by these fallen princes that were holding the nations in idolatry and immorality and in sin. Now the gospel could go forth with power. God was doing something unique in the spread of the good news and the binding of Satan, and this mystery, which the church, the, the, the Ephesian letter is about preserving the unity, guarding the unity between the Jewish believers and the Gentile believers, and they coming together and preserving and protecting that, and how they all stand together on equal ground, and that their unity is absolutely essential and key in how Satan is going to seek to destroy that unity and destroy that harmony in the body by bringing in dissension and division and strife. But what is God doing in his saving, in his calling out people from every nation, tribe, kindred, and tongue? Well, Paul talks about that in Ephesians. In Ephesians 3 verse 8, he says to me, the very least of all holy ones or of all the saints was this grace given to proclaim to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Messiah and to make all men see what is the administration of the mystery which for ages has been hidden in God who created all things through Yeshua the Messiah to the intent that now through the assembly, the church, made up of Jew and Gentile, better the, 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 the assemblies of believers, Jew and Gentile, the manifold 
wisdom of God might be made known to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places according to the eternal purpose which he accomplished in Messiah Yeshua our Lord. God in what he accomplished through the cross of Christ, bringing in Jews and Gentiles, bringing them into union with himself, bringing them into union and unity with one another by virtue of their union with him, God is flaunting his wisdom. God is flaunting his power in the enemy's face. God is seizing nations now through the proclamation of the gospel. This mystery, and, and it's being made known, revealed through the assemblies of believers, Jews and Gentiles all over the earth. The, the powers and principalities, the fallen ones, the unseen ones are seeing the wisdom of God manifested in people living in unity with God, union with God, and in unity with one another. And the gospel is going forth in power and Christ is seizing people from the hand of the enemy. You remember Jesus talked in a parable about the strong man. And he said, you know, no man can enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless someone stronger than him can come in and bind him and then he can seize his goods and strip him of them. That's what Jesus has done. Satan is the strong man. Jesus was the stronger man, and Jesus entered into his house, came into his realm, came into his world, and he bound and crushed the enemy, and now at his ascension and glorification as king of kings and lord of lords, we are going out as his representatives, as his messengers, declaring the good news to all the four corners of the earth, and Christ through us by means of his spirit and the preaching of the good news of the kingdom, the kingdom of God that is coming, is seizing and calling out a people for himself, snatching people out of the hands of Satan, snatching people out of the grips of darkness, snatching them from their addiction, snatching them from their sins, snatching them from their, their lifestyle of death and ruin, and raising them up to new life, giving them the life of the age to come, eternal life, forgiving them of their sins. There is this massive rescue operation that's going on. And it's absolutely essential that as you go out into the battle to declare the good news of Christ and the Messiah and the kingdom of God that is now coming and God calling us to repent, to believe the good news, you sure better be wearing the armor of God. You better be prepared for battle. There's going to be resistance, yes. The enemy's not able to hold, though, people's minds in the darkness that they once have been held in up to a certain point in history. We do know that John tells us that there is coming a time when the devil will be loosed for a little season and he will go out and he will be permitted by God to deceive the nations again. And they will gather themselves together as a one unified army under the leadership of the evil one and launch an assault against the people of God. Now, the question is, when's that going to happen? Well, I will tell you that many believe it has already happened. It has begun. And we now 
are living in that period of time where Satan has been loosed and we are gearing up for the final, final conflict. And I can guarantee you this, in this conflict, and we're going to speak of this when we get back together Monday and Tuesday, we better be clothed with the power and presence of God the weapons that he has imparted to us by means of his life in us. Because it is going to be essential for us to be able to stand, as Paul says here in Ephesians 6, in the evil day, not an evil day, but the evil day. The day, the day of the Lord. And we'll talk about that next week. I hope you have a great weekend. I hope that you are blessed. Shabbat Shalom. And I pray that Adonai will bless you and keep you, that Adonai will make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you, and that Adonai will lift his countenance toward you and give you his shalom.